0: Up. Halt! Up. We don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race, and the human race is filled with passion. In medicine, law, business, engineering—these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. Poetry, beauty, romance, love. These are what we stay alive for. To quote from Whitman, O me, O life, of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish, what good amid these, O me, O life? Answer, that you are here, that life, exists and identity, that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. That the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse.
1: What will your verse be? The Southpaw Project is supported entirely by listeners like you. If you want to support the work that we do, please leave us a 5-star review wherever you listen. Share these episodes, follow us on social media. If you're a new listener, make sure to click subscribe. And if you really want to support this project, then become a paid monthly subscriber on patreon.com southpawpod. If you head over to Patreon, and subscribe for just $4 a month. You will get immediate access to our complete catalogue of bonus episodes, videos, and articles. The more supporters we have, the more time we can dedicate to the show, which means more bonuses. And most important of all, hire and pay for staff. If you can't support us monthly, you can also do one-time donations at co-fi.com. We also have t-shirts and sweatshirts to not only flex the show, but your own moral compass. By supporting us, You're not only helping us grow, you're also helping us stay and keep this project running. We can't exist without your support. Thank you.
2: From Blake, Bradbury to Asimov, how a tiger, a fireman, and a robot can teach you how to be human. History matters so that we can learn from our previous mistakes and not repeat them. But what of old works of art and literature, the humanities, why are they important? And they aren't, so long as you don't have questions. If you live to be entertained and take everything at face value, such as a jellyfish floating wherever the currents take you, the humanities are not important, because the point of the humanities is to teach you how to be human. Art is humanity's way of asking itself a question. Than answering it for others to see throughout time. The preservation of art is only valuable so long as it's studied. But if we want answers, then the arts need to be studied. And for art to be studied, it needs to be preserved. In The Tiger, William Blake asks us to consider Who are we? What is our reflection? Where do we go from here? On the surface, The Tiger is a descriptive poem about a ferocious cat. And at the time, it was also a children's song. Yet Look Deeper.
3: Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night. What immortal hand or eye could frame my fearful symmetry? What distant deeps or skies Burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? What the hand dare seize the fire? And what shoulder and what art Could twist the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, What dread hand and what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain, In what furnace was thy brain? What the anvil, what dread grasp Dare its deadly terror's clasp? When the stars threw down their spears And watered heaven with their tears, Did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee? Tiger, tiger, burning bright, In the forests of the night, what immortal hand or eye dare frame my fearful symmetry?
2: In Blake's poem, the tiger represents nature in both physical and moral terms. Nature itself can be considered a work of art, and works of art, in some way, always reflect the truths of the creator. The tiger is beautiful, mysterious, and powerful, yet at the same time, the tiger is violent and destructive. Rather than a holistic view of existence, it's tempting to fall into dualism, where the nature of being is either good or evil. But Blake illustrates the nature of existence as one encompassing both good and evil. In his work, not only does Blake use the imagery of the tiger, which is both majestic and terrifying, but also of fire, which is both creator and destroyer. Keep that in your mind as we study another work. In Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451, books have been banned, and the job of the fireman is to burn books. But in burning books, you burn knowledge. And in doing so, you also burn individual power and freedom. He saw the moon low in the sky now.
4: The moon there. And the light of the moon caused by what? by the sun of course and what lights the sun its own fire and the sun goes on day after day burning and burning the sun and time the sun and time and burning burning the river bobbled him along gently burning the sun and every clock on the earth it all came together and became a single thing in his mind after a long time of floating on the land and a short time of floating in the river, he knew why he must never burn again in his life. The sun burnt every day. It burnt time. The world rushed in a circle and turned on its axis, and time was busy burning the years and the people anyway, without any help from him. So if he burnt things with the firemen and the sun burnt time, that meant that everything burnt. One of them had to stop burning. The sun wouldn't certainly. So it looked as if it had to be Montag and the people he had worked with until a few short hours ago. Somewhere, the saving and putting away had to begin again. And someone had to do the saving and keeping one way or another. In books, in records, in people's heads. Any way at all, so long as it was safe. Free from moths, silverfish, rust and dry rot, and men with matches.
2: In Fahrenheit 451, Bradbury presents life as both constructive and destructive. The thing that creates is also the thing that destroys. The protagonist, Montag, is captivated by the moon. Yet the moon only reflects the sun. The sun creates and destroys to create again. The sun will never stop. So Montag, a fireman, decides that he must stop. Stop destroying and stop burning books. So, if he burnt things with the firemen and the sun burnt time, that meant that everything burnt. It's time to create. Humans are not only destroyers, we are also creators. But as creators, we are also destroyers. We must tread carefully and nothing must be taken for granted. In Isaac Asimov's iRobot, a collection of short stories, Asimov explores this question of creation. Is what we create a reflection of us? Then what do our creations say about us? In reason, Asimov writes,
5: Look at you, he said finally. I say this in no spirit of contempt, but look at you. The material you are made of is soft and flabby, lacking endurance and strength, depending for energy upon the inefficient oxidation of organic material. Like that. He pointed a disapproving finger at what remained of Donovan's sandwich. Periodically, you pass into a coma, and the least variation in temperature, air pressure, humidity, or radiation intensity impairs your efficiency. You are makeshift. I, on the other hand, am a finished product. I absorb electrical energy directly and utilize it with an almost 100% efficiency. I am composed of strong metal, am continuously conscious, and can stand extremes of environment easily. These are facts which, with the self-evident proposition that no being can create another being superior to itself, smashes your silly hypothesis to nothing.
2: Part of the reason we resist looking at the past, at old works, is because we believe we're better than whatever it is that came before us. The next installment is always the best installment. And if that's our belief, then every subsequent generation will shun the previous generation. But we're never the finished product. There will always be another that's arrogant and bold, because they'll reflect their creators. Blake
3: asks, what immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful
2: symmetry? Who could create something so terrible unless the creator too was also terrible? By that same symmetry, Blake asks, Did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee? The lamb is the metaphorical antithesis of the tiger, innocent and pure. However, the lamb is also ignorant, and cowardly. We are all these things because they're reflected in our creations. What biases, then, are we programming into algorithms and artificial intelligence? Asimov cautions us of our folly. We must always make attempts to better ourselves and to spread compassion. Then the world will reflect back what we put out, as the moon does with the sun. As creators, this is our responsibility. From Blake, Bradbury, to Asimov, who are we? We are complex and fluid. What is our reflection? We are, to a great extent, products of our environments. But we also have choices, if given the knowledge of our ability to choose. That's the role of art, to remind us of what is already ours to wield. Where do we go from here? That is wholly up to us. Just as there's no need to preserve books if no one's going to study them, there's also no need to burn books if no one's going to read them. Philosopher and historian Justin E. H. Smith writes,
3: There would be no way to affirm the word's existence at all, except by speaking it. And this necessary condition of survival is important for understanding the relatively repetitive nature of epic poetry. Say it over and over again or it will slip away.
2: Power is temporary. To maintain power, you must keep using it. To keep remembering, you must keep studying. Our memory is collective. The only reason we know more than the previous generations isn't that we have genetically superior brains. It's because the previous generations left us their cliff notes, from building cars to curing diseases. Without these notes, we'd know less than they did. If you put us and someone from a thousand years ago on an island, we'd die immediately, whereas they'd have a shot at survival. Because we don't actually know more than them, we just have more access to information than them. We live in houses, yes, but who between us and our ancestors would actually know how to build shelter offhand? Without access to information, we're nothing. And now, we take this access to information for granted. In South Korea, the worst online diss is to tell someone they haven't studied enough. If history teaches us about the mistakes of the past, then it also teaches us, for most of human history, the average person had no freedom. If the fear of not studying history is the doom of repeating it, then it's not so inconceivable that we can return to a time when the common person had no freedom because that's the historical status quo. The humanities and the arts are the life manuals that took us thousands of years to create, that teach us how not to go back to a time when we had no humanities, when we had no freedom, when we couldn't even conceive it. But if we ignore these manuals, then we'll return to the time of our ancestors. I can only then imagine what our ancestors will say. What the hell are you doing here? What? I thought I was never gonna see you here. Didn't you see all the stuff I left you? It was it was so you would never have to come back here again. Oh man, now, now we have to start all over. I, I even left you a note. It said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. No, you didn't read that either? You didn't read your history? Damn it! Not only did you not read the manual, you didn't even read my note to read the manual. I thought I thought of everything. If it takes us another 3,000 years to get us out of this mess, I'm going to be so mad at you.
6: Now that's the show. If you enjoyed this episode and find this type of independent media worthwhile, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We have a lot more episodes like this one in the works, but need your financial support to keep the show running. Even a few dollars a month goes a long way. No one does what we do, and it's all being funded by you, the listener. In return for supporting us, you'll gain access to lots of bonus content along with our private Discord chat. Even if you can't support us, there's a lot of free bonus content there as well. We also have an online store if you want to show your Southpaw solidarity by wearing our swag. You can find all pertinent links at southpawpod.com. And if you can't afford to support the show and still want to help, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen. This makes it easier for others to find us. And don't forget to share your favorite episodes or the podcast itself on social media. Tell your friends. Until next time, goodbye.
4: South Pulse. Hit him with the left. South Pulse. Sam.
3: Paul. South Paul. South Paul.